0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Ladies and
0: gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Super!
2: Hello and welcome to this, the latest episode of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Me, Tweet. I'm your host this week, I'm Stephen Wilson. And today we're going to go a wee bit old school and we're going to be doing a old school pay-per-view rebook of one of the past pay-per-views. This, this time it's going to be WWE, but I'll leave you hanging for a few minutes on what pay-per-view we're doing. Uh, While well, I'll introduce our panel and do a wee bit of housekeeping, the usual stuff where you can find us. You can find us on all good podcasting sites. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, any of your good Android podcasting sites just search for Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet or on all forms of social media at Suplex Retweet that's Facebook Twitter and Instagram and you can also find our bonus content on the Suplex Retweet extra feed again just search for that on any of the podcasting sites I mentioned earlier now let me introduce my panel who will be going through this pay per view rebook on this latest show first is a man who's very happy that here in Scotland that we might be seeing a lot more lockdown going that but he's very unhappy that he can't go to a gym. David, Hockney, how you doing? Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm glad things are starting to ease up, but prioritising the pub over the gym, um, I'm not very fond of, if I'm being honest. You can save that rant, David, for a politics podcast that we are not doing.
3: <laughs> the views yeah. of David Hockney do not reflect the rest of ESSR. <laughs> I just thought i like add that one in.
0: Hey, I'm just one man's opinion here. You know, You guys are
2: entitled to choose either the pub or the gym. I bet you on the, the 6th of July, where you'll find David Hockney in a beer garden. You live in the West End, David, it's full of beer gardens. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 90% beer gardens. <laughs> Next up is a man who's happy for different reasons, and it's because he can now go to the barbers on the 15th of July. Jack Graham, everybody.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I need it. I need it, I'm, I'm got, I've got this Andy Bernard haircut going on from the office and it's uh, um, maybe it starting to reflect the arsehole personality he becomes to at the end of, kind of season 7 onwards, so it, it, it needs to get rid.
2: Did you get promoted in your job?
4: <laughs> I wish. I, know. I
2: don't know if reference for anybody who's seen that one. Uh, have you not done one of the do-it-yourself haircuts? No.
4: No, because I don't trust myself nor do I trust anyone else can go near my my hair except for my barber. I've got got a weird freak thing about it, if anyone... nah, Even talking about it freaks me out. I need need to get a haircut properly. Uh,
2: Speaking of haircuts, our next panellist has a haircut like Nicola Sturgeon. Daniel Campbell, everybody.
1: (laughs) Coming from you with your baked potato haircut, that's ridiculous.
2: (laughs) I have been told by many people, that I suit this. And no, before you say anything, the one person who's told me I've not suited it is my mother. So don't even go there.
1: So see these people that told you you suit it was the other potatoes in the packet? <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, no. and the Mitchell, the Mitchell brothers don't count. One of them criticised my haircut. but.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and finally, he's been the top over the last couple of days, not because of his own skills, because his nephews seem to be excellent pizza makers. Quack who
3: Thank you very much, but also see what you say we're going to keep you in suspense about the show we're going to talk about. It's going to be in the title so they'll know already. Well, thanks
2: for ruining that for me. <laughs> 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 thanks. <laughs> right, so um, uh, if you if you've not seen the title on the podcast <laughs> when you went in this week uh, we are going to be rebooking Probably the, the, the pay-per-view that was voted the worst pay-per-view of 2018 by the Wrestling Observer newsletter and let's be honest, various other people who watch wrestling. We're going to be talking about Crown Jewel 2018. Yes, that pay-per-view for anybody who sadly remembers it. So before we get into the actual matches, we're going to quickly talk about the one thing about this pay-per-view that people hated beforehand. It's the fact of where it is. It was in Saudi Arabia. Uh, I'm going to go since he was quite political to start of the show. I'm going to go to David oh on God. this one. David, this one, um, a pay per view in Saudi Arabia. This was probably the most controversial Saudi Arabia pay per view because of certain incidents that happened before it with the the killings of the journalist over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we start off our rebook by saying, would you have booked this in Saudi Arabia? This pay per view? Absolutely not. Like that would be the first
0: thing to do, given. You know, obviously these circumstances, you know, they were out of WWE's control. And, you know, it's it definitely increased tension between relationships of, between the United States and Saudi Arabia and just a few other countries as well. So the first thing to fix would be just don't go to Saudi Arabia. Like, even when the U.S. government tells you not to do business relationships with another country, you don't do it. So I think it was everybody was screaming for WWE to drop going to abroad especially given the current climate and there was so much controversy like any country doing business with them at that time it would
2: be like shooting yourself in the foot um, Jack David rightly says there obviously the US government told them not to go there which is maybe why you wouldn't book the show there but in recent weeks we saw the US government's you know the, the leader of the US government said to people drink bleach to get out of the coronavirus
4: I mean their leader's a knob to be fair so I mean, what, what, I mean, there's not, not much you can really do and he's kind of saying that and for going against it but I, I would say I would say this that if if this pay-per-view wasn't to happen in Saudi Arabia it wouldn't happen at all this is something that I feel is there to appease their fans it adds like a new idea and concept for them to see and WWE wouldn't have this kind of World Cup style tournament if this like, the business relationship wasn't there with having the uh, pay-per-views over there in Saudi Arabia. So that's my two cents. And I don't like it. I don't like the, the blood money deal and whatnot, but uh, I don't like we would have got this pay-per-view and, the, and uh, the the concept of what it is if it wasn't over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel, what's your thoughts?
1: Given what was going on with the... Obviously, our circumstances surrounding the uh, the incident revol- involving the murder of uh, Jamal Khashoggi, it was when I heard that they even wanted to go ahead with continuing it in Saudi Arabia, I was disgusted. They didn't do anything to help it considering that all they just did was say, and it's Crown Jewel, live on the WWE network. No mention of the location, even though when it aired, it was pretty freaking obvious where it was. Mm-hmm. So if it was me, I would have moved to have held it somewhere, you know, that has if it's gonna be called Crown Jewel, why not hold it in a venue that would be considered the Crown Jewel of venues? So I would I would have done it in Madison Square Garden.
2: How did I know you were going to say Madison Square Garden? I thought he was going to say somewhere in the UK when he was talking Crown joke, <laughs> Tower of London or
0: something like that. I think there was actually rumours like, you know, maybe they could do it in Manchester or somewhere in, maybe in, well,
2: they were, in England. They, they did record in Manchester the week after. The tapings the, the, the that followed it were in Manchester <laughs> were in, were in England. So that was maybe the logical option for it that they were going to just shift it to England. But uh, WWE, obviously they stuck with the Saudi Arabia plan. Uh, Kwaku, Looking at the card, there we're not. We're going to obviously rebook this card. We could maybe take some changes. But see if you took that card as a whole, mm-hmm. uh, kind of what Jack said. Would you have put this if this wasn't in Saudi Arabia? Would you have seen this card anywhere on the WWE lineup?
3: No, because it was a bit of a patronizing one. If I'm going to be honest, and maybe that was me being like when the first went to for the Greatest Royal Rumble. Maybe I had a bit of a patronizing feel to because uh, obviously there's not been wrestling events of this scale in Saudi Arabia. So I don't know how the fans were going to take to it, especially because it's a product coming from United States and predominantly United States or wherever have you. So I was about how are they going to take this, but at the same time, Greatest Royal Rumble, they reacted just the same, if not even louder, to a lot of parts that other parts of the world would react to certain superstars. So, especially the World Cup, which I cannot wait to rebook, you guys are going to love my grand plan. Um, (laughs) I've, I've bossed this one. Now, it was just, nah, it was just off for me.
2: Well... I think we've went enough where we could talk about in the venue, actually. We're going to actually go straight into it, actually. it's going to do, pretty much dedicate most of the first half of this show to talking about the tournament that pretty much was the focus to, me, of, of, to many of this actual pay-per-view. We're going to be talking about the World Cup to crown the greatest in the world. I'm not Greg Hamilton. Can't do it justice. <laughs> um, now, Shaq, I'm going to go to you because... Pretty much out of most of the panel, I'd say you're quite a big football fan. Now, when they talk about a World Cup, first of all, it usually seems to kind of revolve around multiple countries. WWE didn't quite get that formula here.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's that's that uh, wound me up. Nothing so else. It was what uh, a field of pretty much American wrestlers won it, and. I, I cut a couple of legends, and that was it. it's, it's. You can't brand it a World Cup if you've only got one country competing, you know what I mean? Like, the, the game's are bogey, the country's won, or like, you don't need that. you don't need the tournament from that point, you've already got the country that's won. It's uh, it's, it's it, it was for me, it was hard to imagine Durrey messing up a tournament like this, considering like they, they booked a cruiserweight classic so well, there was a May Young class that was booked so well. And yet they still managed to surprise me by messing up this tournament so, so bad. I feel it's going to be done justice so much better.
2: Hey, so kick us off then. What would you do? What
4: well, would you have done I would have had representatives from different nations doing this. So, like, say, for instance, I would have had Finn Balor I would represent Ireland in some way. You could have Andrade, Mexico, Shinsuke, Japan, Seth Rollins, America, Rusev, Bulgaria, pete dunn in england drew scotland uh well then buddy murphy in australia have that set that, them into brackets and matches and then that's that's an actual world cup you could have for example say you could have on the raws and smackdown's leading to, you could have like a an american group bracket a uh, group stage thing and they like fight each other the one i would move on to crown jewel to compete in this tournament or whatever you could have like English folk in NXT UK You could have had group stage style matches You could have had some Irish folk like Finn Balor and Sheamus Going at it and whatever But that's the kind of route I would have went down Where I had individuals representing nations Not individuals representing one nation Competing to see who's the best out of everyone
2: Yeah, I remember at the time Because I remember previewing this show Sadly, having to preview this uh, When it happened, myself, Gary and the McLeod brothers did this one and I think we had the time mentioned the fact that WWE is not exactly a one we just nation. We did talk about NXT UK. <laughs> we did talk about NXT UK, but that's not the <laughs> point. Uh, that's not the point. Let's go back to this one. <laughs> we were talking about the. We did. We we didn't exactly say that. We mentioned it. No, not exactly ble- no, blessed with. Lots of talent across different countries. It's not as if they left They're pretty much fully just Americans. You know, you've pretty much rounded off a lot of the names. The NXT UK guys, Irish guys, there seem to be plenty of. I mean, Mexicans as well. If you wanted Japanese guys as well, obviously Nakamura's in there, Tazawa. They've got these guys from different countries, so it's not like they've just they were just they were shoehorned into something.
4: Yeah, it's like the the, the scope was there so much for them to do this justice and do it well and maybe even have it on a biannual basis and it would make it work. It would, at least for me, captivate interest in a Saudi pay-per-view. As much as I hate to say that, I would be interested in the idea of an actual World Cup. But with how much they botched it and made it an absolute shit show. I like, so, you can't have it again.
2: See if all, the, see all these eight names that you mentioned there, who would you have had win it? Just obviously, just I know you just spitballed some names, but...
4: Uh, I would probably either have had Drew or Finn win it.
2: It would have made sense. I mean Drew was there for the full tournament, you know. It wasn't like he was like, he was like Finn I can't remember if Finn travelled or not, but Drew was came out with was Ziggler for three matches, so he was kinda of wasted on that one and that like, I
4: feel over the over the time, like Finn probably could have used the win most to his advantage they could have mm-hmm. propelled him into like a number one contender spot for the universal title or the WWE title or whatever there like, would be stake to his name because of having this world cup title especially of his kind of flat WWE run from that point
2: no it's, it's, it's an interesting point Uh I'll go on actually now Kwaku very recently mentioned in like five minutes or so ago that he had so much plans for this tournament Mm-hmm. We know Kwaku is a big fan of a certain thing that happened as a result of the original tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: whether he'd keep that or not, he'll let us know. Kwaku, what would you have done? Okay, so initially what I would have done is I would have had Alistair Blacken represented Netherlands and also the Tom Brock United as he was going in as NXT champion. I would have automatically Pete uh representing England as a UK champion and Buddy Murphy representing Australia going in as the Cruiserweight champion. So that's who I would have had automatically going in. Now, how I also broke it down was I had two representatives from SmackDown and two from Raw. One getting an automatic buy-in and the other getting a qualified match on their respective shows. So the first automatic person on SmackDown would have been Shinsuke Nakamura. That's Japan ticked off. Why? Because he was the US champion at the time. And then on SmackDown, I would have had a qualifying match of Andrade Cien Almas representing Mexico, taking on Rusev representing Bulgaria. However, I would have had Andrade winning that match. Then we move on to Raw. At that time, Seth Rollins, representing the United States, was intercontinental champion, so he would have got the automatic buy-in. From there, I would have had Finn Balor representing Ireland taking on Bobby Roode, and he was representing Canada. So again, great array of wrestlers from different countries. Now, I've mentioned there's seven people and you're probably watching. Kwaaku, you forgot to the one other person, how are you going to sort that out? Well, the master booker that I am, I fought that through and I will have a kickoff show qualifying match between a Raw and a Smackdown person. So representing the fantastic and glorious nation of Ghana, would have been Kofi Kingston taking on a uh, same fantastic nation Drew McIntyre taken on for Scotland. However, I would have had Drew winning, so Drew would have entered the brackets, beat that.
2: Who would you have had win that Finn and Bobby Roode match? Eh,
3: Finn and Bobby Roode. Eh, Finn. Yeah.
2: Thing. Right, So what we're seeing is a wee bit of a pattern actually I think you and Jack kind of differed on one guy uh, He had Rusev and you had, Alist- you had Alistair
4: Black I, I had Rusev kept in it because I would still had Rusev, Shinsuke Ch- Nakamura happen Obviously that happened in the kickoff show for the US title And I would have kept that match for the title as well So the winner would progress and
3: win the US title that spot So make it a bit more interesting, you know what I mean?
0: Oh, I like that idea
3: The thing is, though, I've also gone to the trouble of making the brackets for this uh, World Cup because I took this seriously. I didn't want this to be a US Invitational in the Middle East. I wanted it to be a World Cup. So, yeah, I can talk through my first round if you want. Go for it. I had Alistair Black taking on Drew McIntyre and then Andrade taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. And then I had Buddy Murphy taking on Seth Rollins. And that would have played them perfectly for the long-term storytelling when he joins the Monday Night Messiahs. And then finally, Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne. And then the Brackets will do their whole thing. And then Shane McMahon will win the World Cup because I still like that.
2: <laughs> so, 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 so I was actually going to ask. You are still going to have Shane McMahon. Of course! Somewhere in there. You were you still going to do the whole shame. I'm not going to lie, I watched, this, I watched this back today. And I was kind of like, I would maybe put Shane in the tournament, but I would not do the thing that they did with him just coming at the end with can the I, vest, the vest top and all.
3: Can I just say, there's a reason why I love this so much, not just the whole Greg Hamilton thing, right, but I, I remember it there fondly that day, I was downstairs, I was I was doing something silly, like I wasn't watching it about. My now seven-year-old nephew who was five at a time was in my room watching it and he came barreling down with his hands up and goes, Shane McMahon is the best in the world. And I was just like, what the hell are you talking about? I was so not... confused. I, and was... I, did. I was at a
2: funeral that day, so I missed the kind of show. And I was <laughs> at the pub after, it was kind of like the way for it. And I just checked my phone and I'm like, how many drinks have I had? Changing <laughs> Man was not in that tournament.
5: <laughs>
2: I don't watch that game. Uh, before I go actually any further, I'm just gonna ask uh, Dave Daniel. Do you have this similar format of different countries? Uh, different yeah, different countries.
0: Yeah, like I've, sk- like I've just been looking at my notes because I also took a page out of Jack Ankwaku's book, and the similarities are there. Like I would definitely go for a multi nation tournament, given that WWE has a massive plethora of international representation. You saw it in Cruiserweight Classic. You've seen it in Mae Young Classic. Like, the, the world is literally WWE's oyster right now. It's, uh, and the names I had written down for the brackets are not that much different to what Jack and Kwaku have. So. Who's your bracket? So my bracket, so uh, representing Ireland, Ben Balor. Scotland, Drew McIntyre. Uh, Japan, Nakamura. Rusev, Bulgaria. So we've got Drew Balor. Then we've got Rusev Nakamura, both opening round, and then the other half opening round match. Uh, Canada represented by Kevin Owens, and representing Ghana Kofi Kingston. Now bear with me on this. Now bear with me on this last one as well because it might uh, surprise you. Uh, Mexico represented by Andrade, and representing the USA Kurt Angle. So you which, would have kept that. You would have kept Angle on it. Yes, and hear me out on this because if you remember, I think on the weeks prior. Uh, Baron Corbin was having a, a somewhat power struggle between him and Angle, and there was a battle royal to determine who would enter the tournament. Now Corbin looked to have that one, but it turns out Kurt Car- Angle won after wearing that uh, sort of luchador disguise, so he gets in the tournament. And this is why see is some kind of it tells a story within the tournament. This is Angle's last big run to sort of capture that feeling and seeing that he still got it. So I would actually have him beat Andrade in the first round, go to the semis, where he would face Kevin Owens. So it keeps that face-heel dynamic. And after two very grueling contests, Angle makes it to the final of the tournament. Like, it's the feel-good story that everybody wants to see. Uh, Drew versus Balor, it'll be a hotly contested match by see Drew just edging it. Rusev and Nakamura, and I know WWE likes to be all shenanigans with this. So I have Rusev and Nakamura, Go to either a double dq or a double count out and drew gets a bypass to the final so the final of the tournament will be kurt angle versus drew mcintyre and then that replicates what they did at the start of 2019 but just brought uh, a bit sooner where drew basically has the upper hand the entire match and angles exhausted from having two other matches and so it's a very sort of back and forth match. well angle gets us a, a second resurgence and it looks like he's about to win but then, you know, via shenanigans or dirty tactics or whatever, Drew does what he did to angle on Raw and he makes him tap out with the ang- with the ankle lock. And Drew is best in the world. First time Scotland ever wins a
2: World Cup. Interesting. Daniel, what about you? Do you have a similar to what the guys have done with this format?
1: So when I did my rebooking of the World Cup, I know obviously for these pay-per-views, they like the nostalgia. So, mm-hmm. I did keep some nostalgia in this one. It Also, my brackets also affect one of the matches later in the night, which on my version of Crown Jewel, I would scrap entirely. So, my main thing that I gave myself when I was doing this was no matter what, Shane still wins. Okay. So, I find a way to get Shane to win. So, my first round bracket is The Miz versus Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm-hmm. John Cena versus Rey Mysterio. And mm-hmm. here's the one that for the purposes of the semi-finals you'll see where I'm going with this Sheamus versus The Undertaker Sheamus
2: Ooh. versus The Undertaker wow Oof. Now, here's
1: why here's why I want to go with these so Miz and Angle are having their match at one point Miz is kind of selling something the referee's checking on him at that point Corbin comes down blindsides Angle Miz does not see this happening but hits a skull crushing finale and advances to the semis mm-hmm. uh, Brian and Nakamura Nakamura just edges a victory over Daniel Bryan, then Undertaker like beats Sheamus after quite a quite a brutal back and forth match, and John Cena edges out Rey Mysterio, meaning that your semi-finals is The Miz and Nakamura, and the rematch from WrestleMania 34, Undertaker versus John Cena. Right. Now, Cena and Taker, here's my little bit of shenanigans, kind of similar to Hotney. Cena and Taker fight to a double count out. They huh? brawl all over the joint. And I guess the point where they're just like, "Well, we're counted out." Cena goes into the ring, pleading with the referee, but we can't have that. We can't have that. Undertaker comes in, Tombstone. Cena gets his happy moment, and Shane comes out and says, "Now we're gonna we're gonna resolve this. We'll resolve this. So the two of you have lost your chance. So I will step in and I will compete in the final." We then skip over to the other semi-final match where the Miz manages to upset Shinsuke Nakamura. So your finals is actually Shane McMahon versus the Miz with Shane getting the win, and that, I think, would probably be a better way to set up Miz and Shane going into WrestleMania 35.
2: Hmm, interesting. So, we have two... Actually, we've got two going for Drew wins and two going for Shane
4: wins. You well, know. I went for a Finn win, to be fair. I said either Finn or Drew, but I've, I've, been doing or my, I've been doing my brackets, because it says everyone else has done it, I just kind of fly in competition. I mean, doing That's how, that how that I would book it. he doesn't know.
2: Right, Jack's,
4: not his, Jack's not done his, but I can check to us. Right, so I'd have Murphy versus Dunn to begin with. And that's mm. just, just straight up 10-minute Dunn wins. I'd have Nakamura versus Rusev, so still the match from the kickoff show for the US title still and the one I would progress. And I'd have Nakamura win by count-out. They'd be fighting outside and Nakamura just kind of gets back in time and, and wins. And i have Rollins versus Drew, but... I'd have Ziggler accompanying Drew and then that Ziggler somehow costs Drew the victory and after that Rollins gets beaten down by Drew and Ziggler and they go off and Finn and Drady, just your, just a normal 10 minute match Finn wins so you've got Dunn and Nakamura going up next I'd have Nakamura win like a low blow at King Sasha just like an unastardly heel tactic to get over to get into the final From the next one Rollins comes back down but. obviously still pretty beaten it's supposed to have a good fight against Finn but then I'd have Ambrose coming into fear and cost Rollins the match and allow Finn to go through to the final then I'd just have Finn defeat Nakamura and like a 30 minute classic right.
2: you actually covered the thing I was actually going to ask Jacob I was going to ask uh, Kwaku as well because the two of you had Seth in your tournament and it was on the whole Dean Ambrose thing now in um, Obviously that feud had just happened, started happening at the time this pay-per-view happened. WWE chose not to go with it at this pay-per-view, but Jack, you've chosen to make reference to it. Quacky, would you do the same? No...
3: It was still a bit bizarre, maybe. that. What I, well, what I probably would have done, because I did not want at that time, because they were still building up Seth for taking the Universal title, eventually I would have had them costed in a match. Because I would have had Seth Rollins versus probably Finn Balor in the semi-final. So I would and I would have had Finn Balor in and it would so what I would have done, I would I would have probably had Dean come in and do something to kinda of protect Finn, but he also wastes on Finn Balor. But because Finn is introduced into the final, that's when Shane does his whole thing. <laughs> and, and, and just goes on, goes on fin and then takes a win.
2: now see, I, I would, I would have Shane win it too, but I would have him actually end the tournament. I would have went. Now, hear me out. I would have went the whole. You know how you know Rock in nineteen ninety eight at the Survivor Series tournament, where he's, mm-hmm. he plays, he plays the good guy, but it's kind of if you kind of look into it, more he, he's pretty much a, a bastard throughout the full thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have that. I would have something like on Smackdown there'd be some sort of qualifying match and some sort of shenanigans goes on, blah, 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 goes out of control and Shane goes, can't handle us, the only way that we have a chance in this tournament is if I enter it. So he enters it, he faces somebody like, say like, what, this is an example, somebody like, say he faces like Rusev and I can't remember, if Rusev might still be with Aiden English at this point, I don't know, but Aiden English tries to do something and it costs, he in, tries to help Rusev but he ends up not helping Rusev and that kind of leads to their breakup and that's how Shane gets through he then ends up facing I've not actually got a full bracket man. I just had this kind of idea in my head and then he then faces somebody else and again it's some short so he's still kind of a face but he's not a face and then the final he takes on somebody probably somebody like The Miz again and then he has some sort of help from some sort of henchman that's when he kind of established the kind of double term between The Miz and Shane but I I'm torn between that idea and the whole idea the guys have talked about with the different countries because I I like that obviously a World Cup should be a World Cup but the, The Miz is the name in my head if you do this with Shane it seems logical because maybe because they did it and if you look at these kind of countries I can't really see anybody logical that Shane could have done that turn with other than The Miz. Well, you just
4: didn't need Shane doing it at all. You didn't need a, a, like like. Oh, I, 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 I hate. I, I really like what happened with the Shane and Miz story after it because the whole best in the world team and whatever come to the tag teams and the turn in the eventual match obviously didn't go the way the most of us wanted it. But it was a really good story to that point. But when you first saw Shane win at this tournament, I, I wasn't happy. I don't imagine a lot of folk were happy. It was a good way to. Take the heat off an actual wrestler that have won it from that tournament. I think at that time, but ah, uh, it's it was just such a cop out having Shane winning. I think, think it's a lot of crap. Uh, you know
0: what? I, I actually had a theory about this, and I think it's because given the all the controversy surrounding the show to begin with, and the fact that you know a lot of people normally class the Saudi shows as like glorified house shows, which in essence they kind of are. I I had this assumption that WWE just went out there thinking, you know what, anything we do is probably gonna upset some people. So let's just uh, let's just uh, put our balls to the wall and just you know do whatever the hell we want, and I don't care how people respond to it, even if it's the most
2: ridiculous booking decision now, that anybody could ask for. Now, no. See, I said Shane. Now maybe I, I've I've said Shane maybe because the name is in my head just watching the show back of the but. I would, my alternative idea is the same kind of way that I've done that whole tournament there. But I would have a different name than Shane, and I would do it with Finn. And that could be your way, because I Jack, you mentioned that Finn was kind of a wee bit stale at this point in time. So doing something like this could have maybe reinvigorated him. We could have got the heel turn then. You had Addison and Gallows not really doing much at this particular point. Addison and Gallows could have been the catalyst for the turn at the end of the final. And then we could have got that kind of heel... You know, Bullet Club is stable. You know, maybe not Bullet Club, but you may have had that heel fin that we're kind of seeing in NXT now, just two years earlier.
4: Uh, I, it, I think, always I, I do understand why they went the route they did. Always they kept. I would keep heat off for anyone that would have won this tournament with kind of everything that was going on and if the heat was the my name it's something that they're used to already so it makes makes sense from that part and I'm, I'm sure that the Saudi princes love the idea of a, a McMahon being the best in the world and, and whatnot but it's it just wasn't a World Cup it was just a, it was just a tournament uh, it's, there's so much oh it just it annoys me I'm sorry yeah. me. No, I, I, I
0: get me a cup. If they just change the name, you know, say call it the best in the world tournament, then it might be a bit more acceptable. But when they call it World Cup, you immediately think, oh, we're going to get a multitude of nations in this tournament. Like, if they called it something else that would, you know, classify the person as the best in the world, then by all means, go for it. But when it's a World Cup, you need a multitude of nations. Yeah. We're I would a-
1: the WWE Cup.
2: Yeah. I would on it more now I would have definitely had that Finn route I would have had Finn Finn would have faced Rusev in the first round and something would have happened between English and Rusev that would have caused uh, Rusev to lose it then I would have had Finn versus Drew in the next round and then, but Drew would have bet Seth in the round before and Seth would have got his revenge kind of similar to what uh, that some of the other guys have said about it, what Jack said about it and then you would have Finn versus I don't know, somebody, somebody, somebody maybe like a, K, a, K, a KO, I me. Mean, even a guy like Cesaro could have done a double turn with that one, because everybody loves Cesaro and he's getting absolutely done nothing with, so if he'd done the, him, they two in the final, still a World Cup, because Cesaro's Swiss, a name that pretty much nobody's mentioned so far, and then you get that double turn, you get the, the face Cesaro taking on the Finn heel, that's a feud that made his money.
3: The thing is, we're missing another thing, though. The, there is a key element that makes it the Shane and the, the fact that it was The Miz more perfect. It's the fact that the whole time The Miz always does promos. When people don't give him the respect he's due. they always say, I've never been injured. I've never been injured. I'm here, there. They I've never been injured. And then when it comes right up to it, he gets injured. That's another key element in it for me. So, that that's why I'm really... Another thing that I look fondly back in... This, yeah. I know it's weird, but I do look fondly at that moment. Hence why I will still have Shane winning it. Because what happened after it is just TV gold. Uh,
2: Daniel, one thing I actually look in your bracket, it kind of falls into this whole Soddy thing again. You've got two names, and John Cena and Daniel Bryan in your bracket. Now, we know that the, re- the reason they did not compete on this card is because it was in Soddy, and they boycotted the show, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. So, given your bracket... Would you have rather this kind of type of tournament didn't happen on I saw this show,
1: or take it? Like, what I would rather is with this tournament. Like, I'm I'm basically going that the way I've booked the pay per view. It's if I have it in Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. right? So it's more just you know the sort of card you would put on for a big like show befitting of Madison Square Garden. So that's why I have um, names like Cena, uh, Taker, Kurt Angle, Brian, Mysterio. Like, that's why I have them all here, and that's why I've set up the. The bracket's the way I did so that way you can get that uh, Cena-Taker rematch from 34 where they can actually go for a bit longer than five, like two minutes or something.
2: Mm. Uh, I take it your payoffs off a, a Mania rematch the next year or something,
1: ideally? Uh, ideally, if they did go for Mania rematch, this would be the setup for it. Make it like a trilogy. Mm.
2: Mm. I, think I, then, think I, think I think I would make perfect sense.
1: Yeah, then because the payoff would be Cena gets the win at WrestleMania. Mm. Yeah, fight yeah. Me people. <laughs>
4: I don't, like I don't like it. I'm not a fan of your booking at all, Daniel.
3: I, 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 it appeases the Saudi people too much for my liking. Mm. It's, it's something John Lottonites would have thought of, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's too... Yes, it's, but his,
2: pay-per, his, his pay-per-view is not in Saudi, Jack. His pay-per-view is in Madison Square Garden.
4: Yeah, but it still appeases <laughs> the Saudi people too much. <laughs> it's,
1: it's, this I pay-per-view is not being broadcast in Saudi Arabia. This pay-per-view yeah, is right. being broadcast on the WWE Network, available for 9 99
4: Right, so you're putting it in the Madison Square Garden still, but yet you're still on the. Road. Oh, I get you're obviously want pay like, the payoff of like kind of the legends of Undertaker, John Cena, and that. Yeah. But if it's meant to be a kind of tournament of this World Cup stature, you don't need to rely on legends to do that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like, you know, why not just have like you have you Angle know, in your tournament? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and that's one legend though. You've got one legend amongst seven, you know, fast rising stars. And you know, this is like Angle's last big gasp as well. Like, why why not allow him? You know. You know, like one last sort of farewell tour. But your tournament revolves around Angle. This is Angle's tournament that he loses at the end. <laughs> yeah, but again, it's it's the storyline that comes with it. You know, can Angle still go after all this time and after being inducted as a Hall of Famer? And you know, Madison Square Garden. If if we're going by Daniel's sort of choice of venue, like I think a lot of people would be happy to see. You know, not just uh, at least one legend in the tournament, but also a, a multitude of. Uh, of favourites, you know, whether they be from the Indies or they're just generally popular. Like, you you have a raucous crowd for for these kinds of people, not just a tournament filled with, you know, seasoned veterans all the time, all who are apparently from the USA. So, and when people hear, like I said, I'm sounding like a broken record, but when they hear World Cup, I think they want to see, like, the diverse
2: international talent that WWE has to offer. Yeah, I I think, see the way they booked it, see, they've obviously called it a World Cup, to appease the Saudi people Let's be honest The Saudi princes But If you called this If this tournament was called Other than the world If this was like a brand supremacy cup If this was like the Smackdown vs Raw cup Or something like that uh, It makes sense with that booking Because You heard with Shane on the, on the stuff before it, it was like If a Smackdown guy Goes to the final and loses They're not gonna They're, they're pretty much You know They're gone for Smackdown So it kind of It feeds into that brand supremacy Especially because two weeks after that pay-per-view was, was Survivor Series. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I did have some Survivor Series implications as well from this uh, this tournament as well, but I think we'll come to that when we discuss like, the world title matches, but I, I wouldn't focus entirely on the brand supremacy, I'd just focus on this would be a chance to build a top star and then have him
2: represent the brand that, that he's on. Yeah, but I'm just saying the way they booked it, the way they booked it is more Favouring into that rather dismantling thing. Sorry, quick, go.
3: I've, I've got to say, I just remember when Greg Hamilton introduced the fact that the Crown Prince was in the audience and it cuts to him, he looked as happy as Captain Holt did. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, that was, that was class. Uh, just to talk about she, she, Shane, what's with the, what was it with the vest? Uh. <laughs> it, I, I, I was like, he, he, he he's ripped like he no Shane at this point. You never really notice it because he's always wearing his t-shirt, that kind of baggy t-shirt. They always wear.
1: Thank
2: mm. God he can. I, he left his jersey in the locker room. Well, yeah, he wasn't. it didn't know he was going to wrestle David. You know, he just impromptu said, "No, I'm not taking this." Yeah, yeah.
3: Like on Burgundy when he had a flute up his sleeve, I'm not prepared for <laughs> this at all. And here's the sh- here is
2: Mr McMahon playing jazz flute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so to kind of get this one, we've got two kind of different arguments from the for the guys here. That you get, you get Daniel and Kwaku who like the idea of the whole Shane McMahon kind of winning it thing, yep. and then we've got you know the purists, the the, the, the football purists in Hockney and Jack. They so <laughs> like this whole idea of Scotland's never won a World Cup. And he, no, I'm joking. Uh, there's never been a British and Irish Isles World Cup winner since '66, and they want to shut the English up.
4: <laughs> see, see if this wasn't if it wasn't branded as a World Cup, I am all for Shane getting some sort of as win because it, it would go in some way. But see, if it's branded as a World Cup, it's got to be a World Cup.
3: Yeah, but it's Jack, got, it's got it to be done properly. thats the point. It makes it more despicable. Nah, it's crap. I'm sorry. No,
0: sorry. no. I, listen, the tournament was dead from the word go when it was called a World Cup and you had nothing but American competitors. Like, Thanks, Dave. You know, there's, there's, there's no point
3: which is granted, which I address by changing all the participants in it, just that the outcome will be the same, because Shane will win.
2: Best of <laughs> all. It's, it, it was still better than the Vodafone gauntlet trophy thing. Whatever the hell they called that thing that they won in the last Saudi Show. The, the, the two-week trophy, yeah. The, two, what, the, the, the Undertaker won. Yeah. it's the same kind of way that Shane
0: owns <laughs> Like, and they, and they call it the prestigious two-week trophy. Like, <laughs> mate, it's been around for two weeks. That is not... That is anything but procedure.
3: I I'm, think it's named after a building or something.
0: It's named after a mountain, yeah.
3: <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, it's like, wait, let's just call it the Milton of Camsey Trophy, why not?
2: <laughs> the Ben Nevis World Cup. <laughs> I think you're... I, I, from my aspect of it, the two... Quacko's is kind of the middle ground. He's got the World Cup feel, but he's got Shane McMahon being despicable bugger. Daniel's got the whole... Daniel's is more of the way they booked it's the same, but it's just not really a World Cup idea. The the two other guys have went with the whole World Cup feel, which again, depending on how you take it, both the de- both sides are very logical. Depending on how you would take, obviously, but, but I obviously could
3: mine's the best. Pick one, but Steven.
2: Pick one. Mine's on.
1: the WWE Cup. That's
4: yours is crap, gr- Daniel. Yours is crap, You think got
3: Undertaker in it. You <Reddit>.
2: I'd pick mine because Cesaro's in the final. What happened to Cesaro in this show? He's laughed in sorts.
3: Actually, the can, tag, match is, nah, tag match is really TV, good. You're not Cody Rhodes. You can't pick yourself as champion. Pick one of us. Why not?
2: Give me Pyro. Give me Pyro and I beat Jungle Boy. <laughs> <laughs> in front of no count. Oh. Now, I'll, I'll accept Daniel's booking of
0: having it in Madison Square Garden, but I would call it the... The Empire State Tournament. Ooh. I think it's the Raw
2: vs Smack... It's, 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 it's pre-Survivor Series. It is literally... The Empire
0: State Tournament to crown the
2: best in the world. Disappoints <clears> me. Then <throat> you just picked the bastardess of Randy Orton.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, there's just
0: too many American folk to try and squeeze in. I had to like pick one that would have a good story, and that's kind of why I went with
2: Angle. I I, I went with Seth, because you can go two ways with Seth. You go the way they can at that myself injected with drew or you can go the ambrose way
1: i was just gonna say like mine was more to build up uh two wrestlemania stories that being uh my version of john cena and undertaker and then shane and the Miz.
2: it works in different ways you know it's not a, it's see it could, it, it could be taken anyway i mean if you um if you want to rebook this one please get in contact with us you know where you can find us on all the various channels but that has been a rebooking of the world cup part of this pay-per-view where we've digested each other's very furtherly. Uh we're going to take a short break on the show and then after the break we're going to be talking about the two world title matches that we saw on this pay-per-view and the main event between DX and the Brothers of Destruction which I'm quite interested to see how Daniel books it given that he's not got Undertaker in this match I'll <laughs> 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 be quite interested to see that but we're going to we'll see what the guys say after the break we're going to take a short break we will see you in fact
0: Hello folks I'm Nathan Fisher and
2: I'm Chris Murray
0: Join us on the Monday Night Rewind as we look back on every head-to-head episode of Doubt F Raw and Douce Nitro.
4: Find us on the brand-new Suplex Retweet Extra feed available on all good podcasting sites.
5: Greg Hamilton, if you will. Come here for a second. Now, I couldn't help, Greg, but notice, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's more of a feeling. Yeah, come on in, come on in. It's, it's more of a feeling than I had when I came down here and you know I heard your introduction of me of you know best in the world it's like you were getting kind of stuck you know what I mean so it wasn't like that Wrestlemania one when I was in the ring with you and we really built that so I gotta ask you a question what's going on tonight
1: sir with, with with all due respect when I got to the arena today I actually had
4: several WWE fans threaten me that if I did call you best in the world that let's say something bad would happen
1: to me. So well it's a, a little fearful to be honest.
5: I need you to uh, just forget about one thing. You never, ever, ever have to worry about any of these people doing anything to you. What you need to worry about is, well, the one standing right in front of you. So listen to me, okay? This is very important and you better get this right. Okay, say it with convention and you do it with pride. You understand me are you sure all right all right let me get the camera ready frame me frame me yo camera right here with the trophy all right if you would please ladies and gentlemen introducing the best in the world no 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 that's not, that's not good enough introducing the best in the world no, 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 God, man, what is the matter with you? Come here. This is embarrassing. Listen, come with me. We have a live TV show to do here. Get this right. Let's go. Come with me. Again. Introducing the best in the world. No, no, you're choking on this. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. You're choking here in Brooklyn. Come on. Let's go. Again. Again. Introducing the best in the world no 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 still not still not right you're not trying hard enough come on what are you crying huh you got you're ch- choking you're crying you got tears in your eyes seriously huh let's go one more go ahead. introducing the
3: best
5: in the world no, 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 no. listen this is your last opportunity to get this right and if you don't the ramifications will not be good for you reach down deep greg i know you got it in you do it come on ready reach down deep take your time don't be nervous and let it rip like you mean it i know you want it because you believe in me so go for it deep introducing the best
3: in the world
5: Good job. Please continue. Nice one. Hi, I'm Jenny Kitel and you're
1: listening
5: to eat, sleep, Suplex retweet. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome
2: to Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweets. Welcome back to Eat Sleep Suplex Retreat, I'm Stephen Wilson and I'm joined by Kwaku, Daniel, David and Jack and we are rebooking the Crown Jewel 2018 pay-per-view A bit of fun nostalgia here to try and keep people's minds off of all the various things that are going on in the world over the last three months So I hope you are enjoying the show so far We're now going to talk about the two world title matches that took place on this show In the first half of the show we talked about the World Cup uh, various different views on it now we're going to talk about the first title match and it is the one for the WWE title it is AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe version 2500 <laughs>
1: uh,
2: <laughs> David I'm going to go to you in this one because I think you had opinions I'm sure on the fact that this was the millionth match between these two yep I have go so, for it what would you do this how would you do this see
0: I'll keep the fact you know say Daniel Bryan you know had to pull out uh, obviously so if we're going to keep AJ versus Joe I would actually still have this but I would add some kind of stipulation given that they've had quite a lot of you know controversial and screwy finishes at previous pay-per-views so I suggest either making it two out of three falls or to go maybe something a little bit further up and we've only had this other stipulation twice before in WWE why not make it submissions count anywhere and here's the kicker for this one Joe wins Joe wins via Kakina Clutch and AJ passes out. You would and have Joe I'd, win? Yep, I'd have Joe win. The AJ Styles mark? The former yes. AJ Styles mark has had I Joe am a, win. I'm still an AJ Styles mark, but you know Ross has said on this uh, podcast before that by this point, AJ Styles was closing in on a year-long reign as WWE champion, and it was getting a little bit stale. And it got to the point between him and Joe, You know they've been feuding since SummerSlam, so that's a good you know two to three months of non-stop matches each with a mixture of you know screwy finishes and everything else in between and i think joe you know he he'd shown himself to be a very dominant competitor and i think he was unjustly robbed of having at least one world championship reign and the reason i would have joe win as well it sort of ties into what i'm going to talk about a little bit later so i would so this is that's my... How I'm laying it out. I would have... I'd still keep AJ versus Joe. Let it be submissions count anywhere. And Joe wins.
2: Interesting. Daniel, what do you think? would you have done with this match?
1: So, for... For my version of the the match, I'll be honest, I was pretty... I was... I didn't mind that it was Styles and Joe. Because I knew that the two always worked very well together. So, I would... I'll be honest, I would keep it mo- most mostly the same maybe the difference would be I'd add maybe an I quit stipulation mm-hmm. like so. give him like a proper brawl to have for the night instead
2: so kind of similar to what Hockney said you kind of would have had a bit more of a stipulation to it so would you have had AJ still win though or would you have went with yeah. and said more joke
1: I would keep Styles as champion because obviously this is building towards Survivor Series still at this point mm-hmm. and I would have Daniel Bryan being very bitter about how he went out in my version of the WWE Cup I just made sure i get the name of that cup in there eventually so <laughs> Uh, he would feel better from losing in the sem- in the quarterfinals. So then that's how he he ends up turning heel on Styles and winning the title before Survivor Series.
4: I see, uh, Jack. What about you? What do you thought in this one? See, to be honest, I'm kind of fine for what it was. And in in my booking of this like pay per view, I wouldn't have these world title matches anyway. But for for what it is, I'm I'm happy with how this this went. I I don't think Samoa Joe should have won because if he was going to win, he should have won at the feud the first time I think it was it was a good way to just kind of fill the gap of what Brian was meant to be I kind of did told the story again of a great feud that Styles and Joe had and it was right for Styles to, to retain I don't really see mu- I don't really see much of the, the the rebooking sense on this it was kind of for, for the show and what it was it was perfectly acceptable for me hmm. but you, as you said
2: you would have probably had your you said you'd have your whole show as the World Cup yeah Would you have not even thrown like another extra match in there to kind of space out the semis in the final? Um, I
4: probably would have kept the 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 tag title match the, the new day against the bar and then I would have maybe had a couple of kick-off show matches as well I wouldn't have had the tag team match at the end but my, my, my pay per view would focus round the, the the tournament style itself, and I would have the matches be like decent length matches. Also, because like the quarter final matches, I don't think one went over like five five or so minutes. Like I would have properly like good matches that you could see them having.
2: Interesting. What what's your thoughts on this match
3: at the time? I would have had Samoa winning just purely because. I like the whole lead up with the Wendy and all that stuff. That was quite funny. I found it quite funny. Just being a despicable guy, trying to take over a man's house and all that kind of stuff uh, well. But in hindsight, when we have Daniel Bryan going in as WWE Champion into WrestleMania the following year, And the whole glory story of Kofi Kingston, that rivalry just added to it, the fact that he was using B-plus player, the term that was thrown to Daniel Bryan in the lead-up to WrestleMania 30. Both that had the similarities of the fact that the fans were pushing one person upwards and when the management and whoever didn't want that. So that's why I would probably still keep it as AJ Styles winning, so that he takes it on the SmackDown. And then, really, when we see the seeds of... Daniel going all weird as that Survivor Series match against Brock Lesnar which was just weird seeing him doing like the I don't know what you call it the drive before he does as Alan calls the mating call so that's that's we're booking in my sense for that hey,
2: see what I, I would not have had this match on the card I would have just I wouldn't have done it I wouldn't have done it at all Listen to your guys what you are said maybe changes my opinions on a wee bit of things I would have had Joe I would have beat Styles on a previous pay-per-view so Joe would have been the champion before this in my eyes I would have liked to have seen I would have liked to have then seen Samoa Joe take on the guy who I think wins the other title match I'm not giving it away too much yet
3: at Survivor Series It was and, two years ago Stevie if you don't watched the spoilers <laughs> Yeah but
2: not, not, who, not who wins it who I think should have won it that's what I mean yeah, Alright alright uh, sorry So Survivor Series, then I would have had some sort of triple threat match that would have seen Daniel Bryan win get the title mm-hmm. somehow, mm-hmm. and then we could have then continued with the Daniel Bryan heel turn thing and the Kofi Kingston storyline. But I would have had, I would not have had this match on the pay per view purely because it's chucked together at the last minute, it doesn't need to be in here because it was obviously meant to be Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. Daniel Bryan didn't want to go, to they fair enough. The Joe feud had been done by that point in time. There was no point in filling this in because we knew, fine, well, the Joe was not going to win. So I would have had Joe win it beforehand, at maybe the pay-per-view after SummerSlam, and then it would have went the way I said it there.
0: See, I like the idea of the, the triple threat concept. You know, maybe they could have that, uh, you know, maybe TLC, for example, and that's when Brian sort of completes the heel turn. He wins via uh, Dirty Tactics by pinning Styles at the pay-per-view. And then he and Brian could have that, uh, that future match at the Royal Rumble, and then Joe... You know, he can go into the Royal Rumble or pursue, say, like the United States title, which is what he ended up doing anyway. So, but I think uh, Joe was was overdue a world title match, even if it was the only last, you know, you know, like one or two months at most, because he still he would still be recognized as a as a WWE champion. And you know that uh, there was, I think, there was one match ending where I think AJ countered the coquina Clutch into a into a pinfall. That's where I think submissions count anywhere would come in handy because then that completely rules out any sort of fluky pinfalls when you've got two
2: guys who are very good uh, submission specialists. Yeah, I just I just kind of like the idea of Joe getting a run purely for the Survivor Series match I talk about because I think it would be an absolute barnstorm out of a match if done right, you know, but again... As you mentioned, David AJ Styles run was getting stale, he could have done with this loss, he would have had a short feud, he would have I still had the matches with Daniel Bryan, still would have done everything he was doing. But I, when I watched this match then and I watched it back, still comes to me as foregone conclusion. It's not really excited me because I've done it three four times in the space of the last three months. You know, like I said, the Rendy stuff was good at the time, but they should have pulled the trigger on it and gave Joe a, type, uh, a run. Cause I don't actually see now Joe ever getting a run, which is sad.
4: Mm. time for Joe's over they should have capitalised on it to begin with they didn't this is a placeholder match it, it made sense for me Joe shouldn't have won it I don't think in any booking of this Joe should have won this match with what happened before his time's up in that main title picture and unfortunately won't ever get to see it, it it's a shame but it's just it, it is what it is yeah
2: that's why I think he should have won it beforehand you know but at this particular point I don't really see him win it well go on to the other title match now it was the match between Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman for the vacant Universal title Uh, again another match that baffled me that time after the funeral half drunk in the pub going, what the hell is going on here Uh, Daniel I'm going to go to you first on this one how would you have changed this match
1: obviously given what happened with uh, the unfortunate real life circumstances surrounding Roman Reigns at the time I'm keeping him out of the match so, I'll keep that, I'll keep some semblance of realism in there. Uh, but you'll notice earlier in my WWE Cup brackets, there were two names who competed in the original World Cup that I did not name. That's because to beef up this match a wee bit in the absence of Roman, I'd put these guys in to make it a fatal four way. So, I would have Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins. Mm. That's an, that's an interesting choice. And in terms of the finish, so, Lesnar would have hit a German suplex onto Bobby Lashley, his, his like, I'll say like his tenth of the match or something. Heyman, of course, keeping count and there'll be that one fan in the front row of the scorecard, which was one of the best parts of, I can't remember what Wrestlemania it was, just holding up the cards going, one, two, three, I'll have him do that again. Uh, so Lesnar hits the German on Bobby Lashley, Rollins catches him with the, like the the knee coming off the top rope, but as Rollins does that, he ends up flying at the ring and knocking himself out, and Lesnar then turns around into a running power slam from Braun Strowman, one, two, three, the Monster Among Men is the Universal Champion.
2: It's a very interesting call on that one, Kwaku what's your thoughts on this match?
3: Um, I would have kept this match the same. However, I would have had Braun winning.
2: You would have done the quick match. You would mm. have done everything they did, but Braun wins it at the end.
3: Yep. Yeah, i still have Baron still doing this stupid thing he did. Um. But I would have had Braun winning. And I, I may be biased because I come from a guy that... I, I appreciate the work that Brock does when he's there, but I, I just... Get, it's always so many times you could still do the same thing over and over again and then get still. so just stop it already. So, yeah, that's the point I would have had it.
2: Jack, what were you? How would, would you have changed this match? Obviously, you, think, have, you may have not I, had it.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't I would
4: have had it in my show in the first place. And for what it is, it... I allowed Brock to be champion again, in which it was probably his best run as Universal Champion from then to WrestleMania. I'd argue. So for for what it led to, it gave Strowman a kind of, I would say, a decent feud, but a feud that kind of meant something coming out after this. I felt that Strowman being Universal Champion coming out of this would have been very boring. I'd like there would have been many folks that could have stepped up to the plate to go against him. I, I don't really see much value in Strowman being Universal Champion at that time. If it was going to happen, it should have happened the year before. Mm-hmm. For 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 what it is, for what what you get after it, for how Les was booked as champion, for Corbin interfering, this match is also perfectly acceptable at this in this pay per view as well.
2: Mm. Either two years, I've said the way, it, like it was the way it is. I, I would maybe disagree with, it, but we'll come to me in a wee minute. We'll go to David first, David. What would you have done? See, I'd do something kind of similar to Daniel and to what
0: uh, Jack was saying. Instead of making it a fatal four way, I would actually say, okay, well, Roman's had to pull out due to these, you know, unfortunate circumstances, which leaves a vacancy for. We'll still have a triple threat match. But there's a vacancy open, and because Cena pulled out of going to the going to Saudi, that's where Bobby Lashley steps in. You know, he said, "I'm your guy. I'll step in," and I would have a triple threat between Lesnar, Strowman, and Lashley. Now, I'm because you know I, I think back to SummerSlam the year before and that Fatal Four Way with Reigns. Lesnar, Strowman, and Joe—arguably one of SummerSlam's best made events that I've seen in quite a while. If they could, if they did something similar, it, with this triple threat and with a newcomer like Lashley, uh, you know, sort of coming back, I think it could be surprisingly well done. I would still have Corbin interfere and take out Strowman, and that gives Lesnar the opportunity to F five Lashley, and he would win the Universal Title. So Lesnar wins, but Braun doesn't look weak in that he doesn't get pinned and that he was more screwed over by Corbin. So it's not like a double whammy of what actually happened where he gets screwed by Corbin and then F5 to buggery until he gets pinned. Uh, So yeah, I would have Lashley in there mainly to to eat the pin, but uh, Strowman can still have his, uh, his feud with Corbin and then Lesnar can, you know, regain the Universal title.
2: Now, Dave, I would do similar to you but I wouldn't have Lashley in the match I would have still had a straight one-on-one between Lesnar and Strowman I would have had the match be a bit be longer, I would have had a decent enough length between- I, I don't know if I've just became diluted by these whole things but I really hate these short all-finisher matches these days mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because I saw two in the space of one weekend at WrestleMania this year and one of them was Braun Strowman versus Goldberg my god that was a horrendous match and um but i've had these two kinda of brawl for a good bit and then have corbin's interference at the end such so already bronze already went through this big match know they took a lot of offense he's probably took a few f5s granted but it's not just an f5 fest and then when he gets hit with the belt lesnar then hits the f5 one more time and gets the win so that the kinda of thing with corbin is done at the end and is less drawn out because I kind of felt watching this when Corbin hits him, but then we've still got this kind of five minutes where finisher face kicks out blah 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 blah, and it's like it's just getting this crap, you know. So we've done it at the end to make it a bit more reasonable.
4: I think we're all going to agree to disagree with what we think here. It's, it's, it's I would not, I, I
2: would not have kept, I have not kept the match the way it was. The two of you have, two of yeah. have said it. I preferred and Daniel's ideas of triple threats and fatal four ways I would have not kept it as it is because it was beckon awful
4: yeah but the pay-per-view no, was feckin' would... awful you know what I mean in my, yeah. in my ideal world of a world cup crowd duel pay-per-view as it is this match wouldn't have existed <laughs> but for what it is in that in that time for the result you got it is actually alright it was, it was it, watching it was crap but thinking about it it's alright uh,
2: it, it... It, it's the nail in the coffin to Braun Strowman I get what you kind of said Jack about it. Braun should have won it last, the year before if he was going to win it I get him not winning this but he can, he can at least it looks strong he just looks stupid and now that he's won the world title he just looks even stupider. Yeah. It the
0: only thing that annoyed me about it was that it was a squash match like Strowman had like zero offense in that match whatsoever and I remember when the three count happened I was Furious, like I thought that was strike one of the night. Strike two was uh, Shane winning the best in the world, and then strike three was the main event. And I thought, that's it, that's it,
2: I'm done. Like I think i, I, think, wish, I wish quit. I think, as I mentioned to you guys earlier, there's a bad commentary from Michael Cole on the World Cup final, going on when he talks about what have we just witnessed in the last half an hour? I think everybody watching at home has gone, I what the hell have we witnessed in the last half an hour? It can only, <laughs> only go up from here. It can only go up from here. Well, I was clearly wrong about that as well, but we'll talk about that in a wee bit. Uh, I personally, I like the Fatal 4-Way idea because you've got the workhorse in there as well of Seth Rollins, Daniel. Which I think would make it a much better match and a much better watch. Mm. But was Seth Rollins not Intercontinental Champion at the time? He yeah, was, it was and he He yeah. won half of the Tag Champs as well. Was he? Yeah, he, he, him and Ambrose hadn't lost it yet.
3: Yeah. Uh, what well, was that? The, just remember it after? just happened. It just happened when they won the Tag Titles. And then Dean turned on Rollins after they won it.
0: Yeah, that's a... I mean, talk about you know bad timing for heel turns. You know, not just because of after winning a tag title, but more so the fact that their that their mates just uh, revealed he's got leukemia. It's all on the same day as well. I uh, know it was an emotional roller coaster.
2: Yeah, I quite like that feel four-way idea. Very, it, it's it's my it, it pips Hockney for me. <laughs> Because now uh, Rollins, Seth Rollins has an extra element to it. I think
0: with that makes it a bit more entertaining. You could have Ambrose come in as well and you know screw him over like out of the the title. Yeah, there's plenty of options with it.
1: Yeah, I mean like one idea I had was that Rollins is about to like hit the stomp, but then he gets like pulled out of the ring by Ambrose and the two brawl to the back or something. But I figured like if I, if I ended it with like a skirmish between all four and just keep it that way and then. You know Rollins can go into the next week, try and shake off like the loss, and then Ambrose can taunt him over it. Then you know it adds fuel to their fire as well,
2: yeah. And it would have been better than the feud that the two of them had, which let's be honest did not hit near enough anywhere near the heights that they had of the feud four years before it.
1: Let's, but, let's be honest, uh, Ambrose foresaw COVID 19.
2: Uh, Ambrose <laughs> foresaw a lot of things, clearly AEW <laughs> starting as well and he's way out of the company, but less about the now. AEW world champion for now We're now going to go in And we're going to talk about the match Which probably made up a lot of the advertising For this show Even though it was built around the World Cup It was a match many, many years in the making 20 years odd in the making actually If you look back on it It was Dad Generation X uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H Shawn Michaels returned from retirement Something that he said he was never going to do At one point But he did Taking on the grandfathers of Destruction Undertaker and Kane Uh, Kwaku I'm going to start with you in this one I know you love a bit of nostalgia but would you have had this nostalgia or would you have had a bit different
3: oh no can I make it clear this match I was all for it absolutely all for it long term storytelling the story made sense the whole thing of Sean kept away from there I know obviously it was the whole thing of getting going back in the ring and getting quite a big payday but that, let's let's ignore the cave let's let's ignore the shoots and all that stuff and let's keep it cafe. what i loved about it was the whole thing of i kept away from the ring out of respect and um, for the pact that we had that if i lose you i retire that's it however that pact was put in the toilet when you put me for a table in australia that made a lot of sense with me and i loved that storytelling was absolutely on point point. And let's be honest, Degeneration X, brothers of, uh, versus brothers of destruction, it uh, makes a lot of sense, and it's something that should have happened a long time ago. And it's just brilliant. However, we got to the match, <laughs> I'm just laughing because I'm laughing at that spot when, like, when they were yeah, in, the, yeah, when they when they were in the ring, it was okay in the middle part, but then they went outside and then they did their tomfoolery thing. They that Irish work for Triple H or Undertaker, they didn't. You know what it looks like? It just looks like it's, you know when you're hammer drunk at a K-way, right? And the people are trying to explain the moves to you so you're like, yeah, 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 yeah you doing it and obviously you're doing a completely different thing in the dance floor. <laughs> and then they turn around and say, we're going to do it progressive so we're going to change partners in the middle of the dance right? So you see everybody else are changing partners, you're staying with your partner and you're looking at everyone going, Now nah, yous are all doing it wrong but you're actually the prick in the middle that's actually doing it all wrong that's what that looks like <laughs> it was yeah, 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 you end up in that,
2: you end up in that. <laughs> You're, you're that group of three that doesn't move on and you're kind of just stuck yeah. there in the middle like, rr,
3: rr, rr. <laughs> like I, you're, you're doing your own dance that's never been invented
2: <laughs> yeah I could probably get you on that one uh, Jack as we've mentioned a lot in the second half of the show you would not have had this match in because you're a big tournament man you know wrestling's coming home and all that type of stuff <laughs> uh, to make a World Cup pun uh, what would you, what's, your, what's your thoughts obviously in booking this if you were to take out the fact that you wouldn't have had it in
4: if, if booking this, I, I agree with with, with Quacko that the the story they managed to get going for this it made sense. Obviously, years in making the, what happened in Australia and what not. Obviously, this is maybe I could maybe I seen a, a Saudi prince come up being look I want this match to happen. Here's X amount of money, make it happen, and that's that's why it did happen. But why did it need to go a half hour? The half hour is not needed for that, considering the age and what what they can, what they're. What they're not able to do now, see, if it's just ten minutes and just a bit of a kind of spot fest of them just hitting their kind of signature moves in the ring, that'd have been perfectly fine. That'd have been a kind of good way to send the Saudi people home happy. Obviously, it'd be a bit crap for us, but having the four of them all way way past their prime, you're near, nearing the end of their wrestling careers of what should be the end of their wrestling careers, and they're having to put on a half hour match bloody ridiculous in my book
1: Uh,
2: it was 40 minutes of the match of Super Showdown as well between Triple H and and Undertaker that was longer I think which I I get your point the length of it just does not need to be done you know especially the age of them Uh, David what about you?
0: Uh, Honestly I was a bit up in the air with how to to do this uh, because I keep thinking back to Super Showdown in Australia and I know obviously we're not booking that but my booking, you know, I have to go back in time and do stuff, which obviously we can't do, but if I could, I would actually not have Super Showdown whatsoever, and I would instead have this as Triple H versus Undertaker, last time ever. Because, you know, I think Shawn Michaels was pretty adamant about, you know, staying retired up until that point. But if we were to include something at Super Showdown, you know, I'm not going to try and, you know, arrange like like a new main event and stuff because it's just too much thinking but what i would have is maybe have triple h maybe do some kind of match but with somebody else and have the undertaker uh, make an appearance in some way and then that sets up last time ever for triple h undertaker you know keep Shawn michaels retired kane can continue being the mayor of knox county but have this advertised as last time ever. And I say that because every time they go to Saudi Arabia, Triple H is more often than not featured in a high profile match with an established veteran because Greatest Royal Rumble, he's against John Cena. Super Showdown, he went against Randy Orton. Why not have The Undertaker be his next sort of marquee opponent on a Saudi pay-per-view? So. I mean, you'd have to change too much uh, given the past, but in an ideal world, you know, if I could change what happened at Super Showdown and then move what they did there to Crown Jewel, I would much rather see this be the Triple H versus Undertaker last time ever. And just to add to Jack's point, keep it like no more than 20 minutes, 25 at, at, at the most. Like that that's how I would do it
4: but I then mean, you're verging on the point of being a half hour if it's 25 minutes that's too long for them and it? it makes it too boring if it's kept to that kind of short time period mm. you're always going to get some sort of enjoyment out of it them just slogging over each other for like a near half hour is just bad
0: yeah I, I'm actually looking at the official time of the tag team match and it was 27 minutes 50 seconds so I think yeah maybe something more around the sort of 15 to 20 minute mark might be might be more appropriate but I another thing I actually wouldn't have this as the main event just to follow up with what Jack's saying make the focus of the event the tournament the tournament final can be the main event and then Triple H versus Undertaker could be the second to last match
2: Uh, um, Daniel you mentioned in the first half of the show that you'd have had Undertaker in your tournament WWE Mm -hmm. Cup as you call it Uh, so what would you have had in place of this tag team match then
1: uh, in place of the match, it would have been my uh, booking of the Universal Title match.
2: But right, so you would, to, you would you would you would have had Triple H or Kane or anything like that on your card?
1: No, I would have had um, Super Show them be the like a one and done, and not have the whole like Brothers Destruction beaten down segment <laughs> afterwards. Like I thought, them all the four of them raising their hands, having a moment that would have been a good send off. But if we're looking to actually book the match, then. Uh, simply put um, I would not have them do that tree of woe spot because that's where Triple H tours pick and it was after tree of woe the spot
2: tear. is a risky it's a, it's a risky spot at their age
1: yeah like the that particular spot after that the match went downhill that's where all the problems began the minute that peck tear happened so if there's no peck tear then they can at least put in a pretty decent match keep it 20 minutes at most let them just you know be able to go out there and have fun because obviously we do understand and if you watched the last ride uh documentary undertaker was eyeing this as a potential like last go mm-hmm. so if this was to have been it then if there was no injury we probably could have had the match that would have you know sent them off into the sunset happy mm-hmm.
2: for my booking of this one it's kind of similar what i would have done is i would have made a time machine and sent them back 15 20 years And done the match then. (laughs) Because, let's be brutal, see if in 1998, or even in like 2003, 2004, just after Shawn Michaels had came out back, see if you had this tag team match then, it would have been absolutely brilliant, because let's be honest, Shawn Michaels was absolutely brilliant the years he came back after his back injury. Triple H could still go. Kane unmasked at that point in 2003, 2004, probably wasn't at his height, but was still very good in the ring and Undertaker probably when he came back after WrestleMania 20 for a few years after it was in the best shape of his career so if they had that tag team match round of it then or even you know I would have said that maybe when Kane debuted but obviously Tr- Tr- Chumiko's got his injury not long after it so it wouldn't have happened then but if you'd done that match years then it would have been great but no it couldn't happen so they did it here now obviously it's a blood money type match it's a Saudi Arabia type thing so that's why it's been done here because as Daniel mentioned on the documentary it was kind of mentioned that Undertaker was quite up for this match he was very up for doing these, these series of matches because he got the booking and as quacko and Jack said the kind of booking going into it was pretty well done it was pretty decent but as also Undertaker kind of says and over the course of that documentary season, I'm not going to mention too much about it because we we're going to do a show on it in a few weeks time but he said how much harder he found doing the one match a year thing because you were you, you, you're, you're out of ring rust so what we've got here is we've got Undertaker who's wrestled he wrestled two matches in this year he had that one the one we've seen now was barely a couple of minutes and he's one with Rusev as a casket match so it's not really a proper wrestling match and right obviously had the one sorry the one, sorry, with Triple H Super Showdown Triple H hadn't wrestled a lot of matches Kane was the mayor at that point in time He was barely wrestling and we had Shawn Michaels who hadn't wrestled since 2010 but loads of incredible ring rust so that injury was bound an injury's bound to happen somewhere in there and it happens to happen in Triple H now see before yeah. that pec injury quite happened the match is okay it starts off alright it's not the not bright mm. but the minute the pec injury happens it goes downhill because you've got the, the Irish that Irish whip spot is hard why do you even still do that your veterans uh. do it. Impro- improvise a wee bit and to top it all off is that, uh. is that moment on the the moment on the top rope with Sean Mike yeah. and Kane yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Michael, Michael Cole had, is so dry hit him so hard, his mask fell
5: off
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's so dry on it He hit him so hard, his mask fell off And then to, to top it all off after that one Shawn Michaels nearly kills himself doing a, oh dear, oh, a it's, it's just, it's, so Oh, that was a horrid It's just Kane, Kane You dropped your face now, now see If they're gonna do the match as Jack says, I think that Jack had the nail on the head with this one, this particular argument. Do it short, do it short. It's a, there's this whole thing nowadays. I don't know if there's this whole thing with the independent scene type idea. What you Japan's doing, NXT do it sometimes that they don't need to do it sometimes either as well. There's this idea that a good match has to be a long match, which is not always the case. One of the best matches at a WrestleMania in years I've seen, which I thought was actually going to be guff, was Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say What Would you think I was going to say? Sheamus Daniel Bryan? No, that's Kwaku. Not me. <laughs> okay. Uh,
3: no, uh, hey, Goldberg hey, versus... We've been through this. Don't make me come after you again on this. But
2: Goldberg versus Lesnar. WrestleMania 33 is a very, very good... It's probably the best finisher finish spot heavy match. Because they do all the spots on the outside. It's very hard. And it goes on for about five minutes. And you go away thinking, this match was great. So if they had this one, maybe about ten minutes or so... They do all the signatures of Undertaker, Kane, Triple H. You get all the DX type stuff, crutch chops, and all that type of stuff. You know, Tim chokeslams, slams. You know, a few speech in musics. You know, I could maybe take a few elbow drops from Michaels. Crow goes away happy. You know, but still, part of me doesn't think I don't like this whole feud being done at all. I was, I'm a big fan. I love that moment of WrestleMania 28 the end of the era type stuff. I thought that was perfect. By doing this one, it kind of dilutes the end of the era to me. I don't know.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: No, I think I think you might be right. I think end of an era is probably where it should have ended. But, you know, I think, you know, as you mentioned with the Last right documentary, I think Undertaker, you know, he, he wanted to have, you know, that last good match. And, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to try and put words in people's mouths, but, from a selfish perspective, I think end of an era probably should have been it. Uh, but you know, if people are willing, like if a sports authority is willing to pay that much money to have this kind of match, I mean, would you?
2: Would you guys turn down that kind of money? I, I don't. I've never been offered that type of money, even. I'm being honest with you. So I, wouldn't I don't know really. what to say. I wouldn't know. I, what, I wouldn't know what to say. But I, I, again, it's kind of the it's kind of thing. He kind of when Undertaker explains it on that documentary, he kind of makes it sound like he kind of liked the idea of the program more than the money i don't know if he wants to be on a documentary saying that he just took the money but it's completely up in the air <laughs> but You're not it's... Gonna that.
0: <laughs> i know but... i mean the story the storyline was
2: that the storyline
0: in the build was actually pretty decent you know the whole arc of respect and stuff but i still don't think sean so- michaels should have come out retirement especially when he's been so adamant that he's going to stay retired
2: can, can i ask you guys see that promo the two of them doing the boiler room See the one that's in the documentary where he, go, where yeah. where he goes, "Go fuck yes. your shit." Is, <laughs> was that edited? Was that, was that edited out? Did they actually do that again? It
1: was just an outtake when they were filming the promo. Was that an
2: outtake? I couldn't remember if it was actually they actually did a censored version of it yeah, on the telly. No, I don't. No, no, we outtake. have
1: three words for you: rest in peace. Oh, I,
2: I couldn't remember if they did a censored version of the "Go fuck yourself."
0: <laughs> oh, and a PG show, even a censored uh, version would, uh, you know, I think it would raise a few eyebrows from the exec. Yeah.
1: I think the best bit is just when Taker says that he then just like he stands there just goes that was pretty good <laughs>
0: it's, <laughs> it's, it's It's like when you see like Mark Calloway rather than the Undertaker in that uh, segment see
2: I get why they did the match after Super Showdown but I would not have done the whole thing myself I would have done something completely different you know I, I mean you talk about the, so the, the Saudi Arabian princes wanting money. They want they're, they're, the greatest Royal Rumble. They want joke as on the Ultimate Warrior on the card Come on! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, they just get. I think
0: they have this habit of putting in some really unrealistic demands, or they're trying to get you know these high-profile stars who are about maybe five or t- five to ten years past their prime. It just goes to show, you know, money talks, and I think that's the the case with these shows, like. And that's why people are always saying they're so bad because they are being—they're re- basically. I think Saudi Arabia's style of booking is is stuck in the past. You know, they want to relive the glory days of the Attitude Era when we're like, mate, you're, you're 20 years out of date and you try to book people that were physically not alive for the Greatest Royal Rumble. Like, I mean, it just goes to show how I think they're actually
2: more out of touch than Vince's. I'm sure that's why they had. Uh, I can't mean they had somebody in the Greatest Royal Rumble. Who was a partly in the greatest Royal Rumble to appease the fact that they wanted Jokicuzuno?
0: Yeah, was I that the exactly what it? Was. was it?
2: Was it yeah, Babatunde? No,
0: no, no. It was a, It was
2: an actual
0: like sumo wrestler, but no, oh, his, his name escapes me.
2: I can't remember his name. I was going to say Babatunde. I was like, no, it can't be him.
0: Okay, no, but him. Babatunde was uh He was an NXT developmental. He still, still is in NXT. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's still in NXT. And they also had Dan Matha come in as well, but um, I know he was just an NXT trainee. But I, I know who you're talking about.
2: It was a, a genuine sumo wrestler, but like I said, the name escapes me. I'm swaying on the Jack shortened booking on this one. I think, I don't... Obviously, quacko didn't mention his length as well. Would you have won a short match?
3: Well, that, that's something I never expected you to say to me. But, uh, well, uh, anyway, um, I don't know. I was just, I just... I just... Like the idea of the match, but it's just I don't know. I just to me, it's not the timing that's the issue. It's just the what they were doing. It was just god, god awful. Under- it's not because of take- timing, though? But Jack, can you honestly say after five minutes it was going good? <laughs> and, and <laughs> it's
4: tough because like none of that would have happened if it if it wasn't that length. So like the, none of the mistakes would have
3: happened if it was the if it was just the ten or fifteen uh, minute. Match, you know what I mean. Uh, what I saw there, nothing gave me hope for a classic. Maybe a classic dump, but it wasn't classic. It wasn't a classic. So i I just, I just think on the day they they just had a god awful day, and that that match going to be thirty seconds. it going to be thirty minutes. It was. I don't want to talk like that because these guys have put in so much into the business over the years and I feel like I've been disrespecting them and all that stuff but they knowing them themselves and take and address it in the Last Round right documentary it was god awful
2: uh, the, the, see the thing I w- when I watched the back I, I looked at the point where the pec injury happened with the tree of O type spot and all that type of stuff and I paused it and I looked at the time left and I'm like still 25 minutes left in this match Jesus, I don't remember this peck injury happening so soon in this match. You know, it's like, it's it's the same thing with hindsight, you know, if you kind of, if the peck injury didn't happen, could they have had maybe a decent match? I mean, I think the issue maybe falls into as well. It's because Shawn Michaels had to essentially carry a match himself after not wrestling for eight years. I mean, when he first came back from his injury after four years, he had that. Sh- it was a street fight with Triple H, and let's be honest, Triple H was at his peak at that point in time. So, it's very easy to kind of say that he was gone in on that one. But I think what we found rebooking this show is we have very differing ways of booking this sh- kind of show. We have two two ones that would not fit feature, feature the main event at all. Uh, we've got the and uh, one of them is the Ayrshire World Cup. Uh, the other one's the Madison Square Garden World Cup. Um, we've got, uh, the Empire State Tournament. Yeah, whatever, the, whatever it's called. Uh, yeah. We've got Samoa Joe winning a title at a pay per view. And we've got Shane McMahon still being Shane McMahon.
3: <laughs> you know, so, See, uh, all of it, the best thing is Shane McMahon winning a World Cup, sorry.
2: No, the best thing about this is. The tag ma- the tag team title match, which we never mentioned. It's actually a very, very good match. Really? Yeah, finish.
0: Yeah. The only, nah, the only thing I would change about that, like it's very minuscule thing. Because I have Kofi in the tournament, I would actually just have Big Ian Woods defend against the bar. That's the only change I would make. I'm not gonna lie, I watched that match back
2: and I forgot about I forgot about Xavier Woods. So I was like, he's been away that long. It's been the first time I've seen him in so long. <laughs> yeah. And just give them a a slightly different
0: entrance as well because i think the magic carpet was a little bit stereotypical yeah but i did feel a little uncomfortable watching them do that in saudi arabia and i'm thinking mm, yeah maybe that wasn't such a good idea that's the thing that
2: makes you uncomfortable in saudi arabia
5: oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the flag the, 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 the flag carpet you know this pay per view followed. It was two weeks after like, our journalists get got murdered, but the flying carpet.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but the show went ahead anyway. So I think that the the first argument it was made kind of redundant, but everybody was still in uproar about it. Like this was the sort of the metaphorical cherry on top of a very of an already controversial pay per view.
2: Mm-hmm. And on that note, David's point is the cherry on top of this pay per view rebook here at Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet We've talked about. Crown Jewel 2018 we've done a few of these pay-per-view rebooks in the past we've done Wrestlemania 32 we've done SummerSlam 2016 and we've also done The King of the Ring 1999 again a, a random choice compared to the other two but you can find that all on the back catalogue You can let's say, if you've not subscribed to us already subscribe to us now yeah, we're on all, all the good podcasting sites including the one that you're listening to us on right now so just search for us, Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet and find us on social media at Subplex Retweet where we talk about you can talk to us about shows, you know, everything we recorded, just anything to do with wrestling, we're on there to we're happy to have a chat. in uh, the coming weeks, coming into July, we've got some some exciting shows coming up. and uh, next week we'll be talking about the empty arena era, as people are now calling during the the last three months of COVID nineteen, where we've had no fans at shows. Well, we've had NXT trainees and NXT wrestlers at shows, but not really any actual fans, so we're going to be talking about how that has affected wrestling over the last three months. And then the week after that, we've got Dave, he's going to be doing his latest Undertaker show. We're going to be talking about the Last Ride documentary series, David. Hmm, That's right, yep. And I
0: hope everybody's watched it because it is a cracking uh, bit of filming, like getting into the site and not just into the mind of Undertaker, but into the mind of Mark Calloway as well.
2: And, you know, we're going to go into great detail about that. Yeah, we've got mm-hmm. some... Interesting shows coming up in July in a range of subjects, those two ones, plus we are going to be got a show we're going to be talking about the wellness policy in WWE, we're going to be talking about our wrestling heroes, we're going to be talking about who made us, inspired us to watch wrestling, and also looking at the Ruthless Aggression Era after the recent documented season, that we'll be talking about our MVPs of that point in time in wrestling, so a lot of great content coming up in July, we've got regular content on our suplex retweet extra feed weekly all the time as well which includes the Rob report that Jack is co-hosts and also Saturday Draft Live which Jack and David both co-host as well Damn right on that. so that's on Suplex Retweet Extra you can find that on any good podcasting sites as well from us here at the podcast Steve Wilson I'd like to thank my panel for the season first Jack Graham alright thank you uh, David Orkney thank you thank you Daniel Campbell thank you thank you very much uh, also Daniel has got a uh, Another one of his quiz showdowns coming up on YouTube very soon as well. Stay tuned to that?
1: I do indeed. Yes, we're look, just we're currently scouting out the names for who's going to be appearing on it, but hopefully very soon within the next couple of weeks, we'll be able to bring you quiz showdown two. Electric Boogaloo.
3: <laughs> Excellent. And also, Quacky, thank you very much. I'm just more interested on in who's going to take my last place trophy off me because it's a very prestigious award.
2: Kind of like the two eight trophy.
3: Yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> going to no do that.
2: Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Ladies and
0: gentlemen, Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet now proudly presents...
5: Suplex Retweet Extra!
0: Get bonus content on WWE, AEW, NXT, WCW, Scottish and World Independent Promotions! Subscribe now on Spotify, Apple, and Android
1: podcasting sites, as well as YouTube. Head over to suplexretweet.com now! Sports Social Podcast Network.